Hi, welcome to This Property Life. My name is Mark Winship. I'm a professional property investor and property coach. This week, I'm very excited to be joined by Alan Cadden from Cavetta Consulting, who will be talking to us about the fascinating topic of capital allowances. Now, I know that when it comes to property tax, you might think that the content is going to be pretty dry, but trust me, when you learn just how much money you could be saving through a capital allowances claim, if you own commercial property already or are thinking about buying one in the future, then you're going to want to soak up every word that Alan has to say in this episode. In fact, I would go as so far as to say that capital allowances are the best kept secret in property. Have I done enough to pique your interest? Right, then let's get going. Hi, Alan. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. How are you today? Not too, not too bad, but a bit of an eventful morning, but we're getting there. I heard, yeah, something about a shower screen exploding on you or something. Yes, it did, yeah. So that was my good start to the morning. Then That's an my start to the day some capital allowances for about an hour and a half so yeah it's been, it's been an eventful morning <laughs> excellent well so we're here today to talk about something that is um we were joking just before jumping on the call one of the best kept secrets in property in my opinion um it's uh it's a great example of um you don't know what you don't know um and the power of getting educated <laughs> because um we're talking about capital allowances and there will be um, a lot of people listening to this who are unfamiliar with the term and, and unfamiliar with the, the, the benefits uh, to, to landlords of, of being able to claim capital allowances. So I guess we should probably start with the real bare bones and the real basics. So maybe just give us a bit of an overview on what is capital allowances and sort of who or what does it apply to? Yeah, so... Capital allowances is a tax deduction for the wear and tear of business assets in general. So it applies to a whole load of things. For example, your accountant will ordinarily claim it for desks, chairs, tables, that sort of thing. Um, But it also applies to fixtures and fittings which are included in commercial property. So by commercial property, what I mean is a property where a business is run, not a property where someone lives. So if you're running it as a buy-to-let or a flip or leasing it out in a long-term let or somewhere where somebody has an address and gets posted, you would not claim capital allowances in that. Now, what HMRC say is that they're willing to give an allowance for the wear and tear of the fixtures and fittings in that property. So as your carpet gets a bit tattier or your kitchen gets worn out or your pipe work or your electrics need renewed, HMRC will give you an allowance for the, for the replacement of that, and that's what capital allowances is. How does it differ from accounting depreciation? Well, accounting depreciation, you can control what you depreciate and at what rate, but the revenue basically say, no, we will tell you what you can get a deduction for and at what rate. So it's yeah. basically, in a, for simplistic terms, tax allowable depreciation. Yeah. So how does that manifest itself then as a as a if you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap but you just don't know how to do it then building an airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for right now in the uk 
there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. a benefit to the landlord it's effectively a tax-free allowance right yes it's uh it's like with allowances and property commence property i'm going to use this concept of value which is quite important um you can use the value of the fixtures fitness property to reduce your tax bill year in year yeah so basically how it fits into your accounting is we give a report on the value of the fixtures and fittings you know, counting the door closers, measuring the carpet, that sort of thing. Yeah. And your accountant does the really clever stuff. He applies it to your circumstances and gets your tax relief. And this allows you to reduce your tax bill. Um, if you do it in the first couple of years, it can be really advantageous because there's generous tax relief. But if you can, it allows you to reduce your tax bill year and year until the value of that pool runs out. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So one, one, it's... One thing, sorry, to touch on, your alternative to not doing it is to pay more mm. HMRC, that is it. Yeah, <laughs> and nobody wants to be doing that. Well, no, but it may surprise you, only 30% of commercial people who own or lease a commercial property actually claim allowances, and that's not my yeah. statistics, the lights. And in fact, as you said, Properties West kept secret. The States yeah. Gazette, maybe about 10 years ago, and they told them 10 years ago, you know, so it's not a new relief. We're saying this was property's best kept secret, even though it's yeah. been around since 1878. Yeah, and it, and it applies, you said, to commercial property, but that includes, my understanding is that includes things like hotels, service accommodation, because it's not anyone's principal residence, right? Yes, it includes hotels, principal, hotels, um, holiday lets, service, service departments, um, you know, on, that are on Airbnb, offices, yeah. clubs, clubs, but... Also extends to renewables as well, like solar and wind farms, hydro schemes, battery storage. It applies to any all these sorts of properties. Yeah, and the way I've had it described to me previously is, it, it's effectively it, it it applies to the second fix items. Is that is that a fair representation? Well, it, yes and no, yes and no. Allowances is very much it's it's real anarchy stuff i mean i count door yeah. closes for a living and yes well it's primarily to be true it would be the things that you electric you're you put in your kitchen or your electrics yeah. or things like that but there are occasions for example where things you wouldn't normally expect to get allowances like a plenum floor okay. a plenum floor could actually be a duct and air conditioning system so yeah. well you say is 99 correct there are always little eccentricities little twists um, which can allow you to maximise your tax relief. So, yeah, but for the majority, it does tend to be that. Now, in addition to that, there is now structures and buildings allowance. So we are seeing property which has been renovated, refurbished, constructed, which areas you traditionally wouldn't get allowances, like partition walls, like yeah. ceiling 
allowance, which you're now able to get structures and buildings allowance only. There's different allowances for different elements of the building. Okay, yeah, that's really interesting. So what's the story with historical capital allowances? Because am I right in saying that under certain circumstances you can actually backdate this and if they haven't been claimed previously that you can make a claim on historical items as well? Yes. Um, this was a bit, see when lockdown started, this was a yeah. big, big feature. We had people coming, I've done a refurbishment in 2011, I've got a little detail, can you help me? I bought a, an office in 2008, I bought a holiday let in 2003. Yeah. I've had circumstances where um, before lockdown actually someone had done a an industrial development in 2003, developer went bust, but we knew that the fixtures and fittings were still there. We knew he'd paid money for them. We knew they were being used in a business, so it met all the criteria. So yeah. when he changed his accountant 15 years later, we were still able to make a claim. Fantastic. Yeah, that's really, that's that's quite an eye-opener, isn't it, for, for a lot of landlords who might be sat on situations where they can actually make a, you know, they can be effectively generating more profit, maximising the profit from the property by utilising capital allowances. Yeah, not only maximising the profit, but when you think about it, you can increase the return on your investment simply by claiming the tax relief in it. Yeah. You can also lower the risk of an investment because the more less money you have to give to the taxman, the more money you can give to the lender to repay any loans. Yeah. Is there... Is there any way for a landlord, let's say a, a landlord's purchasing a, a, a commercial property, uh, is there any way for them to, obviously they're going to want to get a detailed report from someone like yourselves, but is there any way to estimate what that typically comes out at, like in relation to purchase price or, or anything else, or is it really bespoke to the project? Firstly, I would say two things. Um, if someone's about to buy particularly a second-hand commercial property, yeah. you speak to someone like myself first yeah. before you agree an offer or a heads of terms um, because quite often they know I see CPSC2s, replies to queries, which are not done correctly. Which wow. are, We're talking, I've, my experience, I've seen solicitors, solicitors you wouldn't expect to have seen this from. Mm. I see things done incorrectly. I see not things attached. So the first thing is just when you're doing that type of thing, just to speak to someone like myself first, yeah. who help guide you through that process. Yeah. That's the difference between getting tax relief and getting nil. Yeah. So that's the first thing I would say. So you could just recap me a question there. I just lost my train of thought talking about it. Yeah, no, it was just about whether or not there's any way for the landlord to estimate what, what yeah. capital allowances they might have access to just by eyeballing it. There are rules of thumb. Okay. But... Um, I would warn against applying that. The reason yeah. being, you can take two properties beside each other. Say, say we have two holiday, holiday properties, right? Yeah. Two holiday lets. And the first one has um, an air-sourced heat pump, the thickest of carpets, kitchens with Korean work tiles or lava worktops, which is a thousand square meter. You know, the, the real, real, real high-end quality yeah. fixtures and fittings in it, right? Yeah. Then you have one next door which has a laminate floor, maybe the cheapest of kitchens, yeah. maybe electric panel heater. So one property, even though they're looking outside, you know, different build the same building, inside they become completely different beasts. That's why you've got to look at each building 
on its merit. But yes, yeah. there are rule, there are certain rules of thumb. Yeah, but okay. I wouldn't say it is red. And what recommendations or suggestions would you have for investors? Is is there any uh, is there anything they need to do or have in place to be eligible? Because you mentioned about talking to you first, so <coughs> I know something that, for example, there needs to be. Um, evidence that the previous owner hasn't claimed the capital allowances historically, I think, isn't there? So what suggestions would you have for investors getting into a project like that? Right. For um, buying, you know, the instance you're talking here is buying second-hand commercial yeah. property, okay? Yeah. So with that instance, I would say, before you agree the heads term, raise it. Ask, firstly, what, they, what they've done about allowances. Yeah. And what do they want to do about them? It could yeah. be a case they don't know about it and they've yeah. decided they want to claim it and then that can cause its problems. It yeah. could be a case of, right, we, we can't use them, but listen, you have them. Yeah. Or it could be a case of they want to do a split of them. That's three options. Okay. So with that, you still need the me correct mechanisms and the correct agreements in place to do that, to, the, to yeah. your wishes. So firstly, I would say establish what you want to do. Yeah. Get it agreed. Secondly, make sure that the contract reflects that, that they yeah. will do what they say they're going to do, when they're going to do it, and they're going to give you all the information you need to do it. Okay? If they want to retain the allowance, say that the seller wants to retain the allowance and you're going to note actually, well, you may want to negotiate something else into the deal. Okay. And because you know about this and it's not coming as an afterthought, um, you know, then you've got it into the mix straight away and everything is transparent. The mistake you can make is, see, see before 2012, when the, the rules changed, it was advantageous to say nothing. Mm. But that went in 2012. So it could be, so now you have to know what you're doing. You have to mm. get your stall set out what you want to do in order to move it forward. And when the commercial property transaction, capital allowance is one of the many mix of things yeah. that go into the pot, but it can make a difference between a deal becoming really good or really bad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I guess historically the, the temptation to stay quiet, is, is, that, is that because there's a, is there a danger that if you alert the current owners to capital allowances that they'll get up to speed pretty quickly and then claim it themselves is that is well, that a danger no there's no it's not a danger there's no choice you must okay. know what they do if for the, for say for example the owner of the property can't not use capital allowances maybe they're making losses in the property right but they still get a business they still pay tax they still could have claimed them it's not yeah. they can use it's could have for you to get the allowances the mechanism would be would be they would need to make a claim. They would then state that value in a document and transfer that to you for your tax return. But in order for that to happen, you still need to get the legalities right. Yeah. So staying quiet or saying, well, you know, I'll get I'll get one over on the seller here, not an option. Your choice if you don't get this right, this could be the difference between getting tens of millions of pounds of tax relief or getting nil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's very draconian, so, but it's uh, yeah. as easy as that. 
at, at what stage? So, so I was going to ask at what stage should people be thinking about this? But you recommend actually, you know, getting in touch with someone like yourself even before finalising a deal. Yes, at the start. Yeah. What tends to happen if you don't, if, if nothing happens and someone stays quiet, the agent negotiating your deal doesn't know and isn't able to factor in or do it. Your lawyer doesn't know, so he's not able to, he's not maybe looking for the documents where he should be looking. The transaction has happened. It gets to the poor accountant who's going, right, how can I help the client? And it gets to me and then it's sometimes I can't help it. Yeah. That's what something can happen. What you want to happen is, you know what you want to know, brief conversation, what should I be looking for? What's my options here? If I can't use the allowances, what can I do? Which we've talked about. You want to make the commercial agent aware of this. A lot yeah. of them don't tend to know enough about it. I mean, they're interested in doing the next deal. They've yeah. got the interest in going to the next place, getting the next thing in the market, getting the yields up. So tax relief that involves counting door closers doesn't quite float their boat. They don't see the value in it. So it's getting it to them to mention it as part of the negotiating mix. Mm. Next, making sure CPSC documents or pre-contract are reviewed properly. If yeah. you know it's a commercial property, if you know it's a taxpayer and you see something along the lines of not applicable, um, doesn't apply, buyer must do their own research, the alarm bell should be going off loud and clear. Okay. At that point, it's saying it's not good enough. Why is it not applicable? Mm. Ask why. Is there a reason? there? Then when you know it's applicable, making sure that the solicitor not only has the right clauses to at least keep the door open, there could be something many years down the line that's in the historical research that stops it. But at that stage, keep the door open. That you can claim them, you know the intentions, it's in the contract, they'll do it. And review that contract before it's signed as well. Yeah. Make sure it is watertight. I have seen instances where somebody wanted to keep the allowances, it wasn't in the contract, and you know, it was it was a messy, it could be a messy outcome, and there's nothing we could do to help yeah sure so, so that's the ideal scenario is is engaging someone like yourself so a capital allowance is value as early in the process yeah. as possible but in addition to that, sorry, yeah. sorry go on, because we talked about buying property but there's also people who refurbish it there's also yeah. people who redevelop it so someone like myself comes in can come in to be really useful where you have CRT builders with single line quotes you know, somebody's just want a builder to go deal with the property, get get it earning money for them. So they use a trusted builder and they give them the bottom line, okay, that's what I'm paying, end of. Yeah. But within that quote, there's, there's items which qualify for tax relief which don't and some at different rates. Mm. And for accounting, it's a nightmare to extract mm. it because you've got to know what's put in, you've got to know what's taken out. There's actually a price for ripping out a kitchen door. There's established price for that. There's okay. this price for putting in carpet. There's also a hole which might go to a wire to distribute. So there's elements of the building that can maximise your relief. But it's an accountant who's trained in certainty, who's trained yeah. to take things off invoices, it's difficult for them because they're not trained in valuation. Yeah. Chartered accountant does the clever stuff. You know, a chartered value can help overcome those difficulties. Yeah. So when you're about to do a project, a quick conversation of what your alternatives are. Like, for example, you could be refurbishing a property, right? You're using an operational property, right? And you say, how do I maximise my tax relief? And it can be stuff as simple as 
Well, if you re-emotion that wall to the same, that could be a repair, but if you paper it, that's an improvement, so you wouldn't get the tax relief. It's simple, anarchy things like that, which can help maximise your tax relief. Sorry yeah. to have no, no, no. That's that's that, that's partly answered my question because I'm thinking that what if someone is listening to this who has maybe a holiday let property that they've owned for a number of years and they're getting this information for the first time? Is it still worth them reaching out to yourself? Yes. Is there still potential claims they can make? Yes. I mean, what we do, what any, what any capital allowances value will do is they'll ask the circumstance, last their yeah. address, last what they've done to the property and they'll look to see if it's viable for them. Yeah. So that's the first. It's always worthwhile asking a question if you can save tax. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not viable for them, there could be some reasons why it's not. They, they would just say. We, yeah. would, we, would just, we would just say. But over, in my experience of people, particularly in the holiday like sector, is they don't know about this. Or yeah. traditionally, capital allowances has been done by big four accountants, big property consultants, and there was even a misconception that it wasn't worth your while unless you were spending £250,000. Mm. Yeah. Now, I'll give you an example. If you can tell me if you think this is worth it well. We had a dentist who spent £60,000 in a refurbishment works. Yeah. 40000 of it qualified. Yeah. They owned it personally. We were able to reduce their tax bill by £16,000. Wow. Yeah. So is that worth it? Yeah. But the capital allowances industry has traditionally maybe overlooked People who really needed that help, particularly during COVID, you know, have really needed that help. But yes, you can help them. All it takes is a phone call and we can very quickly tell, any advisor will be able to tell if they can help. And that that £16,000 tax uh, reduction, if you like, or, or allowance, can they, is that spread over a period of time? How, how do you how do you use that? How do you put that to use? It depends. If you are, if you are well organised, and you say you do a, a capital, say you do a refurbishment program project, and you're on the ball, and you claim it within two years, then you would get annual investment allowance, which gives a hundred percent tax deduction for the first million pounds. So if you spend that million pound, and you're a company, that would be a cold hard cash bottom line advantage of one hundred ninety thousand pound, which is equivalent yeah. to buying what five BMW Z4s, <laughs> or if you're a higher rate taxpayer, something with lots of money, it could. Yeah what, a 40% taxpayer, then that would become £400,000 in cash they don't have to pay HMRC. Yeah. That can be, you can do things with that. You can reward yourself. Yeah. You can pay a dividend. You can get staff, retain staff. You can go on a holiday. You can have lots of different choices. But if you don't claim it, your choice, you're, you don't have any choice. You're just giving money to HMRC. You don't need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And going back to your point about holiday lets and uh, a lot of people not being aware of the opportunity for to, to claim capital allowances, it's interesting, isn't it? Because holiday lets is is actually quite a good one. Because when you look at historical claims, it's not possible that they will have been claimed, unless I guess they bought it as a holiday let. But assuming it was a residential property previously, then... With the residential property, uh, we've had instances where people have used them as residential properties and then transfer them into service departments or home yeah. accommodation, right? Now, when they bought that property originally for residential purposes, they couldn't claim capital allowances. It was a residence. But if the kitchen, the bathroom are still there and then they're going to be using it in that new business, then yeah. we can go back and look at when they bought the property 
and yeah. apply the value of that to their new business. We've certainly done that in the past to help yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the biggest barriers to claiming capital allowances are firstly a complete lack of awareness. Yeah. Um, people don't understand or they think it's some, um, you know, PPI scheme or something new or yeah. not heard of it, instead of realising it's actually a tax relief which has been around since 1878, the HMRC want you to claim. Yeah. They've, they've got manuals dedicated to it. They have acts of legislation. They even tell you in the manuals that it's difficult to claim it when it comes to building and you'll need some help. Why do they want to do that? Why would they do that? Well, yeah. They want to stimulate demand in the economy. They want people to spend money to stimulate it. And if you look at recently, the first there's a capital allowances consultation going on just now, and it's all about increasing the rates of allowances to help people to invest. Yeah. The other thing is that people, investors, and I know this sounds very, very cheeky, but I see it all the time, they get capital gains mixed up with capital allowances. Claiming plant machinery allowances will not increase your capital gain. Yeah. It's completely, they're completely mutually exclusive. Yeah. Um, but the main reason why people don't claim is they assume the accountant has dealt with it. Now, right. if I can, I can not coming down the poor accountant here, but if I was to, may I ask you a question, mm. would you go to, say you're buying a property, would you go to an accountant to know how much it's going to cost to replace that building? No. No. How about valuing land? Would no. You no. What about you don't have an invoice, so you've got a kitchen? Could the accountant visually tell you roughly how much that is worth visually? No, because these are all specialist areas, aren't they? But yeah. So what you're telling me is you bought a property for your business, and your accountant can't get the tax relief, and you'd yeah. be right because they're yeah. not trained in valuation. Yeah. You know they're trained in a different set of skills altogether, which I don't have. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So. If somebody did want to, so so, what does your company do? What how does the process work? So someone wanted to reach out to yourself. They're looking at commercial property. What 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 happens? So what's the process look like? Well, I'd have an exploratory call with them. Yeah. Um, see where they're at. Have they bought the building and are about to refurbish? Have they spent the money? Um, have a conversation. See where they're at. Then I would request request some basic information. And what I would do is I will see. Is this viable for you, right? Are you going to be financially better off? If the answer is no, that would be the end of the process. If I think it is, from a company point of view, I would give them a proposal for doing how much it would be to do the work. Yeah. If in that process I also feel the accountant could pick it up, I would mm. also say, I think with a tiny bit of tweaking your accountant could pick it, I don't think you need specialist help. Um, yeah. Why would they do that? Well, I'm an RICS professional, chartered value. I'm an ATT professional, so I have a charter I must operate within, and being honest is, is certainly one of them. Yeah. So say we engage and we get there and we agree what we're going to do. Um, now, say somebody's bought a property and I discover down the line there's a reason they can't claim. We've got to yeah. stop the claim. That's the end of the process. No fee, no detriment to the client. Um, if we go through it and we can claim it, I'll come out. I'll measure it, I'll go through to the anarchy level of counting up the door closers, the fire signage, measuring the carpets at, taking photographs of everything, and then I would give an independent valuation to go to your accountant that will in support of those figures in your tax return. Yeah. And if HMRC want to ask anything, we're always in hand to 
respond. Yeah, fantastic. Well, that's been really useful, I think, as an overview for people. It's obviously a, a you know quite a complex area, um, but I think, like like you've said a number of times, the biggest thing is awareness, isn't it? And if we've helped a few people, you yeah. know, gain a better awareness of what capital allowances is and how they can potentially tap into it, then I think that's been extremely useful content. I think you said something about it's a complex area, but a simple phone call will show mm. you how simple the process is. Yeah. It's absolutely. just a, it's just a lot. Yeah. It's just when when you speak to accountants and you talk about property, um, you know, apart from the valuation, it's just unfamiliar terminology like a bend. What's a bend? You know, what yeah. do I do with a bend? Well, it's actually a waste pipe, which is 18% tax deduction. Mm. I know that. What's yeah. Amazite? What's Chrysotel? That can be yeah. 150% tax. So it's, it looks complicated, but a simple phone call will guide you, guide you through the process and help you. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your input, Alan. It's been fascinating talking to you. I know there's going to be a lot of people who find that really interesting. If they, if anyone does want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yes, they can get in touch with me um, by email, which is alan.cadden at uk, or they can t- telephone me on 0141. 432 or 0770 We also have a website. So you want to know a bit more, um, you can have a look, you can have a look at our website. We get I put a link to the video of YouTube, which helps explain a bit more yeah. what we do. Brilliant. And we'll stick all that in the show notes as well. So everybody's got got your contact. So that would be fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, Alan. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Welcome. Take care and speak to you soon. I don't know about you, but when I hear that HMRC wants to give me a tax-free allowance worth thousands, if not tens or even hundreds of thousands of pounds, then I'm all ears. I know that an awareness of capital allowances has been a game changer for us with the investments that we've made in commercial property over the years. And I hope that by raising awareness of this opportunity, you can all do the same. Are you hungry for more up-to-the-minute top tips on how to make money in the UK property market right now? Then you need to do two things. Head on over to the Property Wealth System community on Facebook and start networking with hundreds of other investors just like you. And once you've done that, go and check out the Property Wealth System channel on YouTube and make sure that you hit subscribe so that you never miss out on new content. In fact, same goes for the podcast. Subscribe and follow on your podcast platform of choice. Thanks again for listening and I will catch you on the next episode.